Grow Your Business with Digital Marketing Podcast. This is Ben Page, and hey guys, I want you to add me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn.com forward slash in forward slash get Benjamin Page. Send over your questions, comments, ideas, and I'd love to cover them on the show. Let's dive in. On today's episode, I want to talk about being overexposed in your marketing mix. Are you over-reliant on one particular channel to bring in most of your customers or drive most of the awareness? If so, this can really create some problems for your business and it can really limit your growth. You know, on the one hand, there's the failure to capture opportunity because you're not venturing outside of the existing channel. On the other hand, the other problem is that it could signal you're unable or haven't been able to so far to adapt to changing circumstances. And as we all know, uh, user behavior changes over time. Uh, The channels and platforms that are relevant change over time. And if you're not providing value to your users where they are actively engaged, your business might start to decline. So to look at this, you know, I'd recommend doing kind of a high level analysis, an 80-20 analysis, and identify which marketing channels are producing the most results. Um, In other words, you know, search, blog, Organic social, paid social, giveaways, affiliate marketing, influencers, native, traditional media, events, referrals, etc. Do a real honest look at where you're investing and where your results are coming from today. So I think there might be only one good reason for this to happen and that's if your bandwidth is severely limited and by bandwidth i mean either your people hours or your dollars that you're able to invest in marketing and advertising Um, in which case it makes sense that you would attempt to market only on the channel with the highest yield right because that's what's going to fuel expansion in in your later marketing efforts and what I wanted to share, though, are some thoughts. If you find yourself in this position, you know, if you're in a solo operator or a small or medium-sized business, and perhaps you're, you don't have any official marketing staff or you have a marketing team of one, um, this can be tough. But I wanted to reiterate the cost of not doing so. Um, I would look at this through the lens of opportunity cost. If you feel like you lack skills or knowledge or time to execute upon marketing. Uh, But if you're really good at sales, at operations, at, uh, you know, putting out the product or service that generates revenue for your business and, and provides value for your customers, you have to consider, you know, the opportunity cost of you continuing to do marketing in the first place. Um, For instance, if you can hire, someone, uh, you know, whether you want to bring that function in house, you want to hire out 
to an agency or consultancy or whatever, um, ultimately you will do better if someone else can add more value than you by filling your marketing role. And it will also free up your time and mental energy to make higher impact decisions for your business. So let's talk about how this happens in your business. And, you know, ultimately, I think there are a few root causes. One, you stick to what you know. And you only run marketing efforts that you feel really comfortable with, that have proven results over time, that are predictable, that can help you project out results for your business into the future with relative confidence. And this one's understandable. Um, It makes sense and it's logical why you would behave this way. However, there's a lot at stake. And I think the other reason is that orgs don't have great testing methodologies. Um, Business owners don't like uncertainty. They project on short-term results. And, you know, I think the emotional root cause behind all of this is we're afraid to fail, right? And there's a lot at stake. So... I get it. I understand why it happens. Now, I think let's invert this really quick, this whole problem of marketing mix over exposure, um, which to me, I, I really mean your your marketing is too risky is kind of what I mean by this. Here's another way it could be too risky. If you were the opposite of everything I just said and you're constantly testing and maybe you're testing just a test, uh, maybe you're testing and not learning and maybe you have too many tests going simultaneously. In other words, you're overextended from an advertising perspective. And, you know, that can happen pretty easily too, especially depending on what your payback period is and what your ROAS is, your return on ad spend. In other words, if you're burning cash on testing faster than you can recoup it, you're going to be in trouble unless you've got some backup capital in play. So that's something interesting to keep in mind. Um, But I would recommend that you dedicate at least 10% you know, of your cycles, your thinking, and, uh, and your budget and resources to testing just because you need the moonshot in there to really have an attractive platform to grow your business with marketing. Another challenge with managing current day marketing mix is the fragmentation of attention and the uh, state of affairs in social networking and social media apps. It's kind of always in in flux, right? And I'm writing at a time right now when you know TikTok is growing. I believe Facebook is working on launching TikTok-like features in its app in Mexico and doing some testing there. Um, And although, you know, monthly and daily active users remain high on Facebook, uh, and certainly there's a lot of growth globally on the platform, there's some interesting things happening within different cohorts on the platform. And, um, you know, the same is true on Instagram and, and really any any new and or maturing platform. So I think that's interesting. I think that 
the dynamics change and even for a channel like search that's been out for about 20 years now and i'm speaking specifically on you know google ads effectively um even those dynamics now are a lot different and something that might have been 80 percent of your marketing mix a decade ago five years ago last year you might be in a position now where you know it's only 10 percent say or that maybe it still is 80 percent and maybe it only should be 10 percent and that's kind of scary to think about so if you believe that you need to make some changes you need to de-risk your marketing mix i'd recommend doing the following things You're going to need to map out a plan that is customer-centric. In other words, you need a deep and validated awareness around this. What is the problem that your product or service solves? Who is your customer? In other words, who is the person? Who are the people, the groups of people? What are their characteristics that have the problem that you solve? And then you need to do some research either by talking to your users and observing their behavior, digging into your own analytics, or doing some research online, and ideally all three of these in unison, um, to understand where they are spending their time, where their attention is. And you have to challenge your assumptions about what works and, and what doesn't and who uses which platforms. I constantly hear platitudes thrown out about, you know, older generations use this platform and younger people only are on this platform and this doesn't work. But the fact is you haven't put enough strategy or thought into these channels or you're not thinking long-term enough to deploy uh, messages and content that could be designed for someone who could be your audience in one year, three years, 10 years. So I think that's, that's an angle. Apart from that, you know, I'd recommend going where the organic reach is. So look for opportunities where your marketing can have a high yield based on only time inputs for the most part. Um, in other words, there's organic reach, the algorithms, will still give you an advantage. Uh, right now, that happens to be LinkedIn. Um, there are some cool features happening in organic search that still make it a good channel, especially if you're local. And um, you know other emerging platforms like TikTok. Lastly, I'd recommend, look, if you're in a position where you are a little fearful or you need to project out for your business or <clears throat> you're just kind of getting started with this, Make your first test an easy win, right? That is going to be a surefire way to build your confidence and get you moving in the right direction. Here's an example of an easy win. If you have run Google Ads for five years, but you've never tested what is now called Microsoft Ads, spin up a campaign there using a subset of keywords that have been your best performers in paid search. It's funny. I've had a client in the past that this was the exact case for so long. And um, I get it. it, it's kind of risky. They were in the law space, you know, cost per clicks north of $50 per click. 
And, um, you know, it's a big, big test. And, um, you know, I spent years trying to convince them. And the fact is, after some time, we rolled over a subset of the highest performing keywords, started getting some results, and in fact, better cost per leads on Microsoft advertising, which was Bing ads at the time. So again, um, go for the easy wins first, map out your plan, make it customer centric, and go where the organic reach is. These things will help you kickstart your marketing mix growth engine. And that's what you need to get your business growing using digital marketing. Guys, if you have any questions based on today's episode, please, again, reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm happy to answer them and help in any way that I can. Thanks, Ben.